Hello guys and welcome to the next episode of Bitchwork Podcast. I'm so excited to have my very first guest ever on the show, one of my greatest friends and just someone who I adore so much, my friend Jessie Chasson. She is a social coordinator, senior social coordinator. Thank you for giving me my senior status. I really appreciate it, Jordan. Of course, I will never forget at Pop Sugar, which is one of my absolute favorite brands to follow, look up like what articles you guys are writing, like really like a go-to place for like celebrity news and just like lifestyle content that like really everybody needs. Thank you for the plug. What a supportive friend I have here. Of course. So I'm really envious of your job. To me, it sounds amazing and pop sugar just seems like such a cool fun young brand to be a part of so i'm really excited to learn more about what you do and really share with everyone how you got here so guys before i start this episode like i said this is my first guest so if it's a little rocky bear with us it will get better as we go Um, i'm so happy that you're my first guest though because i just feel like we vibe so well together so i'm excited about it for sure let's get this started Okay, so I think the first thing we should really cover is what is Pop Sugar and what exactly do you do there? So Pop Sugar is what we like to call a women's lifestyle media brand. So we have everything from the editorial side, from fitness, beauty, celebrity, fashion, family, home. We cover everything and everything, which is what I love about it because there's just so much you can do there where you're not kind of stuck in that same box just covering fitness or just covering beauty especially on the social side which is where I stand so I'm on the Instagram social team so I'm the senior social coordinator there I focus mainly on fitness but we also have a beauty and a main like celebrity style Instagram account so we all cover everything your title is senior social coordinator correct yes so I feel like when I did my solo podcast and I kind of went through what exactly I do on a day-to-day first I sort of explained what my job is and what I do on a day-to-day basis and then kind of went into how I got there so I think we should follow that same path yeah and do something sort of like that so first why don't you tell me like what are your day-to-day responsibilities like what does it mean to be a senior social coordinator because I feel like especially with people who are graduating college and looking at job boards and figuring out what they want to do they see these words but they don't really know what that entails and what that means totally so when I first started at pop sugar as a coordinator it was me and one other girl shout out to fabula and like we were the main instagram team covering main fitness and beauty specifically and so I was doing fitness and beauty like as a coordinator you basically cover everything from scheduling out the post coming up with what you're posting on the Instagram feed on the day-to-day going through all of the analytics and really knowing your audience so I'm answering the DMs I'm engaging with other people's content on Instagram I'm posting I'm coming up with the trends of what's working on Instagram where we should go next coming up with all of that strategy and then Also doing Instagram stories, especially since we have a team in LA and a team in New York. When it comes to Instagram stories, a lot of the opportunities are in New York. So I'll be doing like celebrity red carpets in New York and interviewing celebrities specifically for Instagram. I'll be trying different like fitness workout classes for the fitness account for Instagram stories and for the feed. And same with any beauty opportunities going to like the beauty launch events and covering that there so there's always something going on and a lot of the times as a coordinator you are scheduling and like manning the posts and dealing with the comments and dealing with the trolls that like come for you when you post something about kim kardashian but (laughs) 
Also, you're you have enough control since it's Instagram where they trust you, at least at Pop Sugar, to know what your followers want and what you post. So there's no one telling me what I can and can't post, which I really like as a yeah. role, especially straight out of college, to have no one really monitor. They just trust me to know what I'm doing, not saying they're not monitoring, but they're trusting what I post and what I think is going to work for our followers. So it sounds like to be in this sort of role, no matter what brand you work under, it's integral to like have a clear understanding of who your audience is. And that's like a clear part of like succeeding in this job. Yeah, like I never thought like social media and all this stuff, like there's so many numbers behind everything. There's so many metrics that we use to track posts. And I never thought I'd be doing math and putting together reports like that and having to like organize spreadsheets and numbers. But while my job looks really cool on Instagram and it is cool and I love it, there are still like, you are going to be having to deal with a spreadsheet. And And, like, that's the bitch work of it. It's the bitch work of it. But also, that's what makes you learn what your audience is. Like, you can't just go based on the likes. Like, there's so much more behind each post. Yeah, like, I feel like like. with a – I feel like a lot of people out of college, at least I I felt this way about my job, and I feel this way especially with social media positions, is that people are like, oh, my God – I have a good Instagram feed. Like, I love posting pictures on Instagram. Of course I could be the pop sugar social coordinator. Like, I feel perfect for that role. But I think that a lot of people make the mistake and don't understand what actually goes into the position. And I think it's all fun and games. And you certainly see the backside of everything and see like, okay, like I'm going to post this, this meme and I created it and that was really fun. But I'm posting it for this, this, and this reason. Not just because I think that it's a funny Right, and I think that's another thing is when you post anything on Instagram, some things are to drive, some posts are specifically to drive, you know, views and clicks and traffic back to the .com. Some things are to just basically get engagement and engage with the community that we have here on Instagram. Of course, those are great for our followers and stuff. But then other things are to drive specifically followers to drive people to reshare it in their stories. So each post definitely has a different sort of tactic behind it and a different goal. So to figure out what kind of posts work for what kind of need definitely work. And that's how you hit your goals at the end of the month where you want to grow by X amount of followers, X amount of we track effectiveness rate and stuff like that. So what does your day-to-day look like in the office? My day-to-day. So first I get in at 10 a.m., which is so glorious. (laughs) I'm the same way. Get yourself a job where you get there at 10. I'm not a morning person, and it's so great. But We are working 10 to 6, not 9 to 5. Uh, It's like... The epic, epic, epic time. Yes. Best times you can work, honestly, for me. But also with social, like, as I always say to people, especially people getting in the industry, like, social doesn't sleep. We have weekend duty, and there's a weekend, and every single weekend I just, like, totally hope Justin and Haley Bieber don't get divorced. (laughs) Like, these are the things I hope for because it's, like, the news cycle is insane, and it's, like, Nick and Priyanka are always posting a picture, and those need to get up, and they need to get up ASAP. I have, like, a Google Doc of, like, lyrics of, like, love bug lyrics and different Jonas Brothers songs that I can plug in (laughs) for different Jonas Brother relationships. Like, this is how we work. Um, no, literally I'll hang out with Jessie on the weekends and like, she'll be on her computer being like, holy shit. Like, I just hope something does not happen right now because I just want to sit and watch High School Musical with you. Seriously. It's like no deaths, births, marriages, divorces, babies. We hope that for Pop Sugar, but we also just hope that for, you know, humanity in general. For sure. For sure. Just like, don't have a baby when I'm on weekend duty. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. So you get in at 10. What happens after that? So I actually, my first thing of the day is on Instagram stories, we have a thing called headlines, so that's on our main account. So I pick like the five 
best news stories and okay. I put them in on Instagram stories with the swipe up and that's like the first thing I do when I get get in every day. And then, you know, I post to fitness, I check on, I answer like the 5,000 DMs that we have. Mm-hmm. I see who's posting our workouts, make sure that nothing crazy is happening. We all do like a morning news scan of like the celebrity stories and see what needs to get up on like our main feed. And then we have basically every other week, it's either like a brainstorm week where we have like a fitness brainstorm, a beauty brainstorm, and our celebrity brainstorms. Or it's more of like a metrics week where you're kind of like diving into the analytics. So that's how it works. So cool. sometimes I'm just like coming to the office, thinking of memes, catching up yeah. with the team. And it's, it's definitely fun, but... We got to set our post for the day. Right. Film. If there's like a celebrity thing. Some days I'm, you know, running around filming. Like last week I was filming with Jessica Alba at her hotel. And I was doing that Instagram story and then editing it and sending it off to our team in LA. Sometimes I'm filming a fitness workout class. So. Right. Yeah. It's, it's all, fun. it's different things because you work on the fitness Instagram, but also the main pop sugar Instagram, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's definitely, it's. Each day-to-day, sometimes it's more fitness-focused. Sometimes there's just, like, other things that pop up in the city that I'm going to. So it's nice because not every day is the same. But also you have some sort of routine where it's, like, I post four times a day minimum on the fitness account. Right. And, like, that's, like, a goal for the day. Like, you have to do these things every single day. So, like, things are different and you're out exploring, doing fun things. But at the same time, you have a routine. Yeah, and it's nice because what I love about fitness is it can so be scheduled in advance because it's not as much breaking news unless it's the U.S. Open or some yeah. other main, like, fitness tentpole. It's, it's so interesting because, like, you work at a brand that's so – that has so many different aspects to it. Like, there's beauty, which is just beauty, and, like, these different accounts that all fall under the same umbrella, but, like, at the same time, it's news in a way. Yeah. Which is so unique. It all needs to go up ASAP. Like, you do not hold... If there's, like, pictures that come in of, let's say, Nick and Priyanka or Haley Bieber post a selfie, like, whoever sees it first, like, you're on it. And that's what I do love about Pop Sugar. It is such a team aspect, and I was running beauty for a little bit. So, back when I was doing fitness and beauty, beauty is definitely more timely when it comes to, like, anytime Kylie posts a selfie, like, you right. gotta repost it, and you have to come up with a cute caption. That's not what our competitors are doing, you know? Oh, that's interesting. Like, really, I feel like you guys make every every category a new source in a way when you explain it that way. Like, it's just, like, the social media chase of, like, who can get what up first. I know. It's crazy. It moves so fast. Which is what I love because it moves fast, that there's always something to post, but also you just, you got to get it up fast, which I appreciate versus like sometimes on the editorial site for the .com, if it takes them 30 minutes to write a post, like the expectation is that the Instagram is up before the post on the .com because you're writing a few sentences. Right, right. So I think that with this description, we've cleared up that like working in social media isn't just like posting a meme, making a funny comment here and there and like adding things to a grid. It's definitely like something that takes research and time and it's almost like working at a news outlet which is really crazy to think that like Instagram accounts and social media is where like so many people are going for their news these days but it's true it's true and it's definitely like our Instagram audience like just specifically for pop sugar fitness is different than our editorial 
audience for Pop Sugar Fitness where they're all about like losing belly fat and how to lose weight where like if I were to use the word belly fat on our Instagram people would come for me right I think that it's the same way at Food Network like every audience for every platform is so different like Facebook differs so much from Instagram which versus so which differs so much from Snapchat like really every platform has their audience and I think the Instagram audience is super outspoken super feminist super body positive and like Even though a lot of people think that Instagram can be a negative place, I also think that it's a place where, like, people really try to express their opinions, positive or negative, unfortunately. Totally. And, like, that's why I, like, love our Pop Sugar Fitness audience. They're so kind and so supportive and they're super engaged, which I love. It's really all you can ask. That's all I can ask for. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. My Fit Fam's so cute. Okay, so now I would love to to start talking about really how you got to where you are now and sort of, like, your... Um, journey from like your first internship to where you are now and like really how you got to this position and your advice for how to get a similar position like this. So let's start with your first internship ever. Like what was your first step into like the real working world where you were like, this is not a job at like American Eagle or like Forever 21, like a retailer, like a yogurt shop. Like this is my first job where I was like thrust into working corporate world. First thing that I ever had to go to at a time, a real job. I interned at Durot, which is, I was in high school. It's like my, I don't know, like senior year of high school. And it was like this Jewish organization in the city. And it's basically like I would go to like old people's apartments, like senior <laughs> citizens' apartments and like teach them how to email or like bring them birthday cakes Cute. on their birthday. It was like super voluntary. But it was, I had to like go there at 10 a.m. on the Upper West Side from Westchester. So that basically took an hour and a half each day to do. Mm-hmm. But that was, it was volunteer work, but that was like my first internship. It was called an internship. Yeah. And it was, I loved it. It Great. Okay, so what was after that? After that, my first, like, as I say, my first real, real internship was Pop Sugar. It was the summer after my sophomore year in college. And I applied for it the summer after my freshman year, but I had no real internship experience. So why would they hire me? They were like, we don't really take freshmen. Apply again next year. So, like, the next year when it came to, like, March or April, I was like, this is what I want to do. And I applied for the internship and wound up getting it and that really opened my eyes to like wow I was a journalism major in college but this was like I never wanted to do hard-hitting journalism I always wanted to do more like entertainment lifestyle beauty fashion just things that made me happy Mm -hmm. and that was my internship so it was so much fun I was focused more on like the celebrity aspect at pop sugar um I would, they have these things called like link times that we used to have interns do. So you would like pull different stories from like our partner news outlets and I would like write the headlines Mm -hmm. and put together this thing every day that had to be up by noon. So that was great. I would like help editors like write headlines. I know Snapchat was like a brand new thing at that time, which makes me sound so old. (laughs) But they were like, are there any interns interested in Snapchat? And I was obviously obsessed with Snapchat. Yeah. And so then I was like the Snapchat intern. And I remember mm. I would like, I went to Lollapalooza that summer and I Snapchatted for Pop Sugar and I came up with like the hottest guys of Lala and I had like <laughs> these hot guys at Lollapalooza just like take off their shirts for this Pop Sugar <laughs> like Snapchat story. And then I would do the same. I did like the best beauty fashion looks and I would like go up to girls who I thought That's like so cute outfits cute. and like, could take a picture of you for yeah. the option your Snapchat? And we also did Pinterest. That was like a huge oh, thing back wow. then. We were like pinning up a storm. And that drove a lot of traffic for us. Still does. I know. So then the next summer, which I think I learned, I learned so much at the Pop Sugar internship, but I learned so much also at 
milk makeup. That's where oh, I was okay. the next summer. And it was the first like real summer that they were a thing because mm-hmm. it's still such a new makeup brand. And I had my friend, shout out to Carly, her cousin was the lawyer at Milk Studios. Nice. And I was like, Milk Makeup just launched in Sephora, I think that January, and they had like three products, like the Ubami Mascara, and like this eye marker (laughs) that was discontinued, and like one, like I think the lip and cheek, and that was it. And I was like, Carly, like, I think I want to intern, because I wanted to intern at a brand. I did editorial, and I knew that I wanted it, but I was like, I want to see if I would want to do social on like a brand side. Right. And... I wound up interning there, and it was amazing. It was me and another girl, Ashley, who still works there. She's a social media coordinator. I love her. And then our boss, Camilla, and, like, that was the social team. And they would go up to me and be like, okay, like, what influencers, who do you think are cool? And I'd, like, make a little spreadsheet of the influencers I liked. I'd come up with the packaging, and we would, like, send them influencer packages I feel this like this was before Instagram stories happened. Instagram stories happened that summer. Interesting. I feel like as an intern, like literally, they they the companies use you as like influencer generators. Like, who are you watching? Because to be honest, like when you're in a job and you're in an office every day, like the first thing you're doing is not checking up on new influencers. You're checking up on the people that you already love. But like to be in college and to be an intern, like you're always finding those new people. And I really feel like as an intern, like finding influencers, like Pretty much. Oh my God. <gasps> Your mom's home. Fear Pe- me. Pause. Home. Pause. Okay, so sorry. We had to move locations because Jesse's parents came home and we had to talk to them. And now we're in a new spot. Um, but Jesse was talking about her milk makeup internship. So I just like to hear um, just sort of like what that internship taught you. That internship taught me so much because it was such a small team and while it was a bigger company just because Milk Studios was behind it, the Milk makeup team was tiny. It was their first, it was the first summer that they ever launched. There were only, I think, a few products in Sephora at the time. I needed college credit for my journalism program at school. I went to Elon and Milk Makeup was great because they gave me college credit versus Pop Sugar the summer before. They paid interns versus college credit. Usually when you have an internship a company will either pay you or give you college credit yeah. it's rare that you have both but at the time I was literally like had a ten dollar a day lunch stipend wow but I got my college credit which Great. is what I needed to graduate so that was key <laughs> but so I was working at milk makeup for ten dollars a day and we Instagram stories launched that summer for the first time so one day we woke up Instagram stories was a thing and we're like oh my god they're just like ripping off snapchat which no really I, I remember that day and I was like I wait what feel the same way But Instagram stories have really thrived. They have, and it's great. But they were like, okay, interns, because we were making Snapchat stories. Like, we were just, if there was a studio that wasn't rented at Milk, like, we would just go in and swatch products and come up with little stories and concepts. And I was just, like, testing out. I remember I went to this office in New Jersey. They sent me in a car service one day with one of, like, the chemists for Milk Makeup. And they were like, okay, just do a little behind the scenes of how the holographic sticks are made. And I was just there cute. with my hair net, like, making a cute story. I had so many opportunities there because it was so new. Right, and so small. So small. It was like, I was counting lipsticks. Like, a shipment would come in, and that was definitely my biggest bitch work moment. <laughs> was my first day. Like, they're like, okay, here's a box of lipsticks. Here's whatever eyeliners. And I would sit there and count the lipsticks. Right, how many lipsticks were on the box? And, like, that and was- put them back in the box when, like... There was a label on the box that said how many lipsticks were in it. But you have to count them but to you confirm. you have to count to confirm. And I was so happy to do that. And I was just so happy to like go Me to there. work at Milk Studios. And I felt so lucky to have that job. And that being so happy and 
appreciative to even like count the lipsticks which no no one wants to do that but someone has to and I feel like that really gave me the opportunities then for them to oh go shoot this content go do this go film this Instagram story we trust how many what influencers you think are cool and sending all that stuff I think that what Jesse just said is so important and really goes back to what I was saying in my first episode that like to be a successful good intern you really have to be down for anything and just be an open book with what you're willing to do and do it with a smile that's so true like you really have to do it with a smile because no people don't think all you can do is count lipsticks no one looks at you and thinks that that's all that you can do but you have to do that to then have the responsibility to do other things and someone has to do it and if it wasn't me it would have been my boss and that's how I feel now that I have interns it's like if it's not my interns do things that I would have to do. Right. It's somebody exactly. has to do it. It's not just like mindless tasks that they're giving you because they don't trust you to do anything else. It genuinely has to get done. No yeah. one's trying to waste your time. Okay, so then after that internship at Milk Makeup, you graduated and got your in your full time job at Pop Sugar, right? Yes. So that was after Milk Makeup. I kept. I know Jordan, you spoke of this on your first episode and I feel this in my core. Like I would have not gotten a job at Pop Sugar if I did not keep in contact with my internship supervisor that I had at Pop mm-hmm. Sugar and the other two girls I interned with actually, they were seniors right after college when they were interning. So they got full-time jobs oh. by the fall. And that's also very common in media that you have to like intern after you graduate sometimes, which is totally fine. They don't hire an intern after college if they don't have the expectation of hiring you. Right. They know that you want a full-time job, by the way. Just saying, like there's no shame in that. Like there's no, like they know that you don't want to be an intern. Right, like when someone asks you for an informational interview, they know you're not really just asking for an informational interview. They know that you want a job. Right, and it's like, but that's also kind of like the way that you have to ask to not seem like you're just going to use them for all of your contacts. Right, it's exactly. Like you do want to learn about what they do. So you kept in contact with those girls. Oh, it was everything. Yeah, so Amy and this girl Sam, like they were like my two intern friends that then got full-time jobs. So that was a very natural, those were two natural people for me to reach out to because right. they worked with me, they knew that I worked really hard, and then now they were full-time employees because my internship supervisor actually wound up leaving Pop Sugar right after that. Oh, okay. But then Amy put me in contact with the other supervisor that would be the best person of contact when it comes to hiring. So right. when I was home, Jordan said the same thing, so I don't want to be repetitive, but it's just, I'm repeating it because it's important. When I was home, Christmas break, I'd reach yeah. out and be like, hey, I'm in New York. Like, if you're around, let's get coffee. I would just love to know what you're up to, all of this stuff. And I actually did meet with Amy a few times, and she was really good, like, keeping me in the loop of keeping me in the loop of things. And when I graduated from school, I didn't know if I wanted to do, I was very open to doing editorial or social because I was a journalism major. Right. So I would be down to write or just do social full time. And I wound up meeting with the people at Pop Sugar and the first opening was in social partnership. So that's actually where I started before really going to the full social team. Great. Okay. So earlier you mentioned that you got your internship at Pop Sugar, and a lot of people asked me in my last episode, how do I get an internship if I don't have a connection, which you did for Milk, and I have had in the past for pretty much every internship that I've applied for, so I'm just wondering, did you have a connection for Pop Sugar? Like, how did you get your foot in the door there? What do you think set you apart on your resume that made them hire you over somebody else? 
Yeah, so the craziest thing happened, I was, I remember I was like on the train with my parents coming back from Westchester from the city one night, and our family friend, like my friend, my parents are friends with this girl's parents, Sarah, she asked me what I was doing this summer, it was March, it, this was actually after my freshman year, and I was like, oh, I want a, an internship, I don't have one yet, it's, I want something in like either like lifestyle journalism, fashion, beauty, whatever, she was like, my brother's friend is a beauty editor at Pop Sugar, like, you can reach out to her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was when I emailed this woman, Lauren. She was, like, the senior beauty editor. It was, like, such a far-fetched connection. Yeah. And then she was, like, I don't handle internships, but forwarded my resume onto the person who did. And that was still when I was a freshman, and I had no real experience other than this blog that I ran. Um, <laughs> tell me about I this blog. tell you about, which actually wound up, wound up getting me the internship because I didn't have a freshman year. So then... At least that gave me the HR contact when I didn't right. get it. They were like, apply again next year when you're older. And I wound up, you know, reaching out to her in March and so, April and May and June until she answered me. Right. So, okay. So I feel like right now we have like two things here that I did talk about last time. But like one is really try to take advantage of any contact you might have, even if it is far-fetched. Because in Jessie's situation, obviously it ended up working out for her. And like, even though this girl really had no idea who she was, she still reached out and it still ended up working out, even though it might feel awkward or uncomfortable. Like you, no one thinks it's normal. Like I'm not shy at all. And it's still awkward. And you just have to get your resume in the right email address and that's the foot in the door that you're talking about it's like that girl like I wasn't her closest family friend where they felt the need to hire me but because I knew someone who which made me slightly less of like a random right they forwarded me to the right place and then you got to hold your own from there yeah so then you also said you had a blog which last time I also mentioned that I think to really stand out on a resume you need to be doing things that reflect what position you're working that you're attempting to get um, outside of school or outside of an internship, like how I made YouTube videos and apparently how you made a blog. Like, you need to be practicing the things that you preach. It was like a guide and lookbook for cool people was my tagline. And it was wow. like very much like Kylie Jenner, Jordan Woods, Stassi, Pia Mia inspired back. I started it in high school. So that was something that like I really built up that summer that I had nothing to do. And then I also was a teen blogger for Huffington Post. So okay. I found a way... To write, I submitted an article there, and it, they published it, and then it was kind of on their contributor platform. I don't think they have it anymore. But like Pop Sugar, we also have a contributor platform. Those are great things where you can pitch finished articles to publishers, and they'll. I know at Pop Sugar we pay contributors, but I was a teen blogger for HuffPost, and they didn't pay me. But it was like such great exposure, yeah. and then I had such great writing samples to then send along with my resume that next right. summer with Pop Sugar. So then I was published with HuffPost twice that summer and it just shows with the internet like if you couldn't get the internship that you wanted because you don't have the experience you can make your own experience exactly and you can do it on your own to show I know what I'm doing this is the audience I have I literally just submitted things to HuffPost and it wound up working out yeah and, and even if you don't, even if it doesn't get published on a Huff po- a Huff Post or a Pop Sugar or whatever, like just post it on a personal blog, right? Because it shows that you have drive, and it's yeah. that's still writing. That I mean, again, like that also works with like a student newspaper. Yeah, like I read when people are applying or interns are applying, like their student magazine. No one expects you to be published at 20 years old you know it's like if you're doing your student newspaper and that's something I can read so I can hear your voice 
and understand kind of what you're about, that totally works too. It's all about having something that an employer can look at that can be like, okay, this is who this person is. This is the style they're going to bring to my team. This is the voice they're going to bring. This is, this is who they are. And at least I'm seeing examples of that, not just a list of jobs they've honestly like maybe floated through throughout their life. Right, because like some internships are more involved than others, and that's totally fine because yeah. that's out of your control. But to show what you can do on your own, it also just like shows drive and that you're not lazy. Right. It's like I'm doing this on my own, not to make money, not for this, but just to put this out there because this is what I'm into. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like we kind of covered like what your job is now, how you got there. I feel like we have very similar paths where we both kind of knew what we wanted when we graduated, which is rare. A lot of people don't have that, but I think that we're similar in the fact that we did. So I posted you on my Instagram, on my Instagram at bitchworkpodcast, also at Jordan Rebecca. So Balam's here, who's actually Jesse's intern at Pop Sugar, and now we're all like best friends and we're at Jesse's house for the day, but please sit. Hi. <laughs> one day when you have a sick-ass job, you'll be on the pod. I hope so. Very fucking soon. Okay. So I posted a picture of Jesse on my Instagram. If you don't follow me yet on at bitchworkpodcast, please do so you can always be kind of in the loop of who we're interviewing, who we're talking to, and you can be in the process of really getting some good juicy info out of these people. So follow me there and also at Jordan Rebecca because that's my personal Instagram and why the F not. Also follow Jessie at It's JChass because she posts some premium content. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. So on at Bitchwork, I asked you guys to ask me some questions for Jessie. So now we're going to get specific and I'm going to do a little Q&A session with you. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Let me just pull it up. It's taking everything I have to not sing into this mic right sing, now. Sing, please. There's like a huge mic in front of me. Can you please just, just sing? Sing, sing like, us a little I, tune for us. What should I sing? So no we have some questions. I don't know if these are fully loaded, but here we go. Okay, what did you study in school? You studied like, journalism. Where did you go? I went to Elon in North Carolina. It was nice. so great. I loved it. What is it. their journalism program like? It was great. I know there's kind of two different programs. I did both when it comes to broadcast journalism or print and online. And I wanted to be kind of like an on-air personality, but the broadcast route was very much like you graduate and you move into Omaha. That is exactly how I was. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I need to move to New York. So that was kind of not my vibe, but I learned so much when it comes to video and editing and sound and audio and that whole realm, which you don't really get from the print online. But it was great that I did both. Yeah, that was the same way with me. I studied television, radio, and film at Syracuse, and I was really having a hard time deciding if I wanted to do journalism or TRF, and I ended up ultimately going with TRF because the journalism route really sent you to, like, middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, and, like, I couldn't live that life. I know. My mentor, Elon, was like, it's fine. You, you can major in journalism, and you don't have to go there, but this is, I feel like, the education that works for what you want to do, which is true because... What I learned, all the grammar and shit, very important. Especially on Instagram where we don't always have a copy check when you're going very fast. And since we are a digital publisher, they care about grammar. And my boss will DM me if she sees something with a comma out of place, like change this right now. Okay, so let's get into some questions. Jesse, what's your favorite and least favorite part of your job? My favorite part of my job is the freedom I have to post kind of whatever I want within 
the realms of what my audience would go for that I have so much trust to post what's going to do well and also that I'm not just stuck in this fitness box where I can just like go interview celebrities like Hillary Duff and Tyra Banks and my favorite people all the time which, which is amazing leads me to my next question have you met any celebrities through net through your current job and what was your favorite experience because I feel like you have a lot of good stories I have a bunch of really good stories and people that I interviewed that I loved and were so nice and just like knew their shit Tyra Banks such a professional and I asked her to sing with me at the end Balm was there and she's sitting right here right now and I straight up sang Eve's great no matter where she goes so that's an amazing video that Jessie has and I will be posting it on the bitch work podcast Instagram so check it out there it was so great and also it was also one of those things where you do have to read the room where I asked her all of my questions in the beginning and then and then at the end I was like I felt like she'd be down to sing it with me. Right. And she was. You kind of have to, like, feel their vibe. And Hilary Duff was my first interview ever, and she was so great. And that made me less nervous at the younger red carpet season five premiere. So now I'm, like, way less scared for red carpets. Okay. Um, have you ever asked for a raise, Jesse? I did at my review. I definitely asked for it. I remember my first salary that they gave me. I tried to negotiate, and my dad's a lawyer, and I was like, Dad, okay, so if they give me this much, like, how much do I ask for? And I made him, like, look over my contract, and he was like, just ask for this much more, and if they don't give it to you, it's fine, but asking shows that you take yourself seriously and that they should take you seriously. Right. And I do feel like they wound up not giving it to me the first time, but that was fine because I'm just proud of myself for asking and leaving that conversation, knowing that, I stood up for myself in that realm, even though that wasn't something that I necessarily needed to be able to work there. If I felt super underpaid and not valued, that would be a different story. Right. But it felt good. Like, wow, I can ask for this and like negotiate and just be a boss ass bitch, even though it didn't work out. Right. Even if it doesn't work out, it still makes you feel good that you tried. And also empowered. And it's great. This was something that I did not know when I got my first job. And I really just, when I accepted my job at Food Network, I accepted the salary that they offered me. I did not negotiate at all. And really, I've learned over the past two years that you kind of have to highball yourself and Mm -hmm. be like, look, I think I deserve, if they're offering you $20 an hour, you can be like, no, I deserve 30. And ball yourself up higher and give yourself a higher rate so that then when they negotiate back, which they obviously will, because the thing that you might present to them is is not what they're going to pay you. They'll be like, okay, fine. Instead of 20, we'll give you 25. And then then you really both get what you want. And I think that, I mean, I don't know because I did not do this at my first job. But what I've heard is that when they offer you a starting salary, like kind of take that and run with it and like see see what you can do to get something that you feel is fair. Right. And I do think that it definitely happens even more after your first year review when yes. you're up for a raise because you have so much to prove. And I think this was advice that I was given to my mentor at Pop Sugar. She told me, write down every single That's thing what I that did. you do. Because there are so many things that you do outside of your job description, which is normal to do things outside of your job description. I'm not saying that that's like crazy and outrageous. Like to get a promotion, you do need to go above and beyond what your job is and not just do what you do on the day to day. But when you are negotiating or you have to come up with your self-evaluation or whatever for your first review, when you have a list of everything you've done, it's empowering yourself. Like, wow, I did all of this. Because I think of me, I'm just going to work and I'm doing my job every day. But it's like, no, I stepped above and beyond 
now I have a huge bulleted list. And then right. when I went in saying I want more money than what they were offering, it was understood and I wasn't coming out of nowhere. Like I right. had all of my bullet points to back it up. And it's a feel good process from both totally. ends. Because like for the most part, like your boss is rooting for you. Exactly. And that's one thing that I love at Pop Sugar is that everyone is really supportive. So you yeah. don't, it's not as uncomfortable because you feel like they want you to do well and they want to keep you. Right. So when I asked for my first raise, I actually, I have like, I had like two mentors at work. Hannah, who's going to be on the podcast very soon. She was like closer to my age, not my boss, not on my same team, but I really did look up to her as a mentor just within this industry. So before I even went to my boss, who's another mentor of mine, I kind of asked Hannah how she thought I should go, how I should go about this. And before I even approached my boss about a possible raise, Every day, just every time I did something, I wrote it down into my bulleted list so that by the time that I was ready to approach her about it, I already had a list of literally everything that I did and I didn't pressure myself to write it. It's not like I had to sit down one day and be like, shoot, what do I do every single day? Just like every day as I did a task, I jotted it down and by the end of the week, I had a full-blown 50 bullet point list of everything that I did and then I presented it to my boss so before you ask for a raise definitely have that and also a key point that I learned granted I have a boss who I love and really is a mentor to me so she gave me this little clue in but do not compare your salary to another person's salary on your team that maybe you're friends with and they've shared that information with you. Like, let's say me and Jesse both worked, I don't know, at Sweetgreen. And I said to my boss, I was like, well, I think I should get, I think I should get paid $30 an hour because Jesse's getting paid $30 an hour. Don't, don't even mention it. Just be like, I deserve $30 an hour because I am doing this, 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 and this. Just a quick tip. Just a quick little tidbit. Right. Like your wins and what you do speaks for itself. And it's also like up to you to promote yourself. And like part of me, I felt a little bit uncomfortable. Like, what am I going to do? Just like celebrate my own wins. But, but like, yes. But also like when you're doing something, it's important. Like even if you're going to film something that's outside of what you do on the day to day, like now, like I'll share my entire team and my boss on it. Just A, so they know where I am, but B, so they know what I'm doing that's right. above and beyond versus me just writing in Slack or something where it's not as documented. Like, oh, going to do this, BRB, or yeah. going to this thing. Okay, next question. I feel like we really had a good banter on that one, Love and that, that was super informative. Um, I just had a question. Um, okay, what are some of your best networking tips? I feel like I'm a horrible networker. I try to take networking as just like trying to make friends and relate to people on a personal level because I hate the idea of networking. But I feel like you have an inside scoop on like getting people to like you. So like, what are some of your tips? Well, I think the best thing to know about networking is people love to talk about themselves and people love when you tell them that their job is cool. So yeah. if someone has a cool job, I know other people that message me on LinkedIn, like, oh my God, it looks like you have my dream job. Like, I'd love to talk to you about it. I'm doing this, but I think I can learn from you. Like, I will happily talk to those people, whether they, a lot of times, like, they're girls that went to Elon. If you reach out to someone who went to your school that does something cool that you like, 
they'll be happy to talk to you. Like, I'm so happy to help all of those people. But also networking, like, in the wild outside of that. Like, if you go to a networking event. It's so hard. Like, there's so many events. It's so scary. Like, all you want to do is sit in the corner and drink wine with the one person that you know at the event. Right. It's like I was at an event last last Wednesday, because Wednesdays are, like, the new summer event days in the city. And I was at an event, and I went with my friend from work, Serene. We would definitely always, like, make a point. Like, talk to the PR person that invited you there or look around for people that just look like somebody to be friends with and just say hi like if you say hi to people like they're gonna say hi back even in New York where people say people are mean like it's not everyone's just shy and to themselves and like want to like be in their own bubble you really have to put yourself out there which is so hard but like it's better to be that person than to be the person waiting around for someone to say hi to you also I went to this Nike event all by myself and I was terrified and it was like I didn't know a single person. I'm not that good at working out. And, like, during the workout, like, you had to have a partner. I was, like, having flashbacks to high school. I'm, like, not even high school. Like, middle school, you're in a class, and, like, you don't know who your partner is. And, like, I looked around, and some girl who wound up being, like, a Barry's Boot Camp instructor was like, I'll be your partner. And then by the end, we're following each other on Instagram. I took cute pics of her. Like, we're friends. People want to be nice, even though she had a million friends there. Like. You got to talk to people. So going off of that and events, like, you go to such cool events all the time. Like, follow Jessie because she's just always posting, like, great content of all this stuff that she's at. What is your favorite event you've ever been to? Ooh, that's so tough. I was actually at this event a few weeks ago at Cipriani's Wall Street. And just, like, you walk in, there were just Bellinis. And I love Bellinis. And the food (laughs) was really great. It was just it was really decadent there was like moe Ooh. champagne flowing for days like that was an event was that i wasn't for? covering it was like the tag whoever whatever oh, that yeah, watch yeah. brand wow and it was great but that's the thing you have to go to events to and then people. to get invited to more events exactly because then you're on the list i have to be better at that at my job because i get invited to events and then i just feel lazy and i don't go but i need to start going and like actually talking to the br people while i'm there thank you jesse for that tip yeah you have to go cuz then you have to i wasn't covering that event for work but now they have a million brands and i am covering for something for one of their other brands next week okay so jesse our very last question which comes from our very own friend alister uh, thank you alister <laughs> um who was more of a childhood icon for you hillary duff or lindsay lohan it's so hard <laughs> but i think i have to say Hillary Duff. Like, and she was like my first interview and it was so and Lizzie McGuire. However, like I love Hillary Duff and she's such a class act and just has her head on straight. And, and also younger, the younger. So kind all. to me, which when people are kind to you, it's like really rare because she's a big fucking star. But Lindsay Lohan, I really do think shaped who I am as a person when it comes to parent trap, when it comes to mean girls, when it comes to confessions of a teenage drama queen. Which is literally us. Yeah. Also guys, like I realized this was a question that has nothing to do with work, but I just thought it was fun and like Jessie thrives. And this is my work, honestly. Yeah. And Jessie thrives when she talks about celebrities and just like people who have inspired her and really shaped her life throughout the years. I think that's a big part of your job at Pop Sugar is is kind of like digging into that nostalgia factor, which we also do a lot at Food Network as well. Like people love talking about things that make them feel nostalgic. So I feel like this question is appropriate. It is. And one last thing is most of my job is just you have to know every lyric to every song and watch every single show and right. every single movie and just pull out those references for Instagram captions. And like know them off the top of your head. Yeah, and like the best memes are super specific. Like, like why do you guys love this? following Pop Sugar? Why do you guys love following E News? Because their clev- their captions are clever, bring you back to a place that you like thought that nobody knew about except for you. Like they dig into those places where like 
you feel happy and nostalgic. Like, I'm going to find that gift from the parent shop and then pair it with you being a drunk mess current day. It's like, bring the nostalgia right. to your everyday life. And that's just really what I'm trying to do here with right. my life. It's like, let's find a picture of Hillary Duff thriving and then make the caption, this is what dreams are made of. Exactly. Like, that's just textbook. It's a textbook formula that works. Okay, so really, who was your, who do you think shaped your life more, Lindsay or Hillary? I think Hillary. I think Hillary, because of where I am now, but like if I fell off the wagon, that would mean that I emulated Lindsay Lohan more. And I feel like I'm more together, which makes me Hillary, but they were both two pivotal figures in my life, in my childhood. And Allie Lohan as well. But wait, let's and just, Haley Duff. Wait, let's don't just, forget about the siblings. Okay, shout out to Haley Duff because like she used to be on Cooking Channel, which is one of our networks. Uh, yes. But I just want to know, what if we threw Miley into the mix? I wanted to be Miley since Miley entered my TV screen when I was in fifth grade. So, so Miley, Hannah Montana for sure. Like that was my goal. Her songs are also all in my range. That is what I like about all three of these stars. I can sing their songs pretty well. <laughs> um, I think we should just end this podcast with. The most sincere quote from Miley Cyrus that I think really emulates Jesse's life and my life, which is, there's always going to be another mountain. You're always going to want to make it move. move. There's always going to be an uphill battle. It's the climb, people. That's really just what we're trying to say. We're climbing. We're, we're really moving. climbing. We're keep on, we're, we keep on moving. Keep on climbing. I feel like that's the end of this pod. That's the end of this. That's a wrap. And thank you so much for listening i hope i give you guys some good advice jesse thank you so much for being here once again guys follow it's j chas on instagram she is she will be linked in all of the information on my instagram which is at bitch work podcast yes. so, so check her out she's truly one of my greatest friends and i just adore you so thank you so much for being here and that is it that is the second episode of bitch work in the books people I'm so excited for what's to come. I love you guys, and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.